Sunday, Monday, Corey days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Corey days. Corey day. What a day for YouTube. This content is out. Scoop along with me those Corey days. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Steel Wars podcast. I don't normally start like that. I am Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. I'm sorry, I was too captivated. The Corey Day's theme song was just bringing me such joy. It just wiped me. I, I, I it just the bliss that just went through my body. Yeah, it'll do that. That's that's the vibe I give off. Welcome back. If you are listening on the podcast delayed or on YouTube now, we've got a few, uh, oh, a few good crew. We've got Brittany Brown, Joshua Robbo, Nerdy Seb. Introducing from the Convoy call, a man that just said in our little sound check that I, Steel Saunders, sounded like an angel. It is Corey Van Dyke. How are you, Corey? Good. You spoke into the microphone and it just kind of reminded me of an angel. It was a good time. I, I thought today... Um, How Anakin and Padme of us. That's right. <laughs> this morning, I realized that a year ago today, we were on Tatooine. So, no way. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy, but yeah, a year ago today, this entire week, we were we were there. It's kind of weird to think that that was a year ago, but yeah, that was a year ago. Um, wow. Oh, yeah. Wait there. Look at this. It's my little on-set yep. badge from one of the days. Look at that. Yeah, wow. So- we were given those to whenever you checked in for, for background acting. You have to, you know, have a, a little thing that you put on your on your shirt that so people know who you are. Um, the um, the like everyone else on set, like you know, you get to um, like where we were. You'd be at the top and um, you'd sort of park your car, and then you you got the bus to the set. And that's where you get your sticker every day. And everyone else, like the industry term was the check-in table. Right. But yeah. I, I just didn't think of it. Like, like they, we got a sticker each day. I, I, I called it the, the, the merch table. Oh, absolutely. That, <laughs> that's what was funny, I think. A little collectibles wow. fair. Oh, yeah. Every time I would get, like, hand sanitizer or something, I would always look out for any little bit of, you know, because sometimes they would give stuff away. You could take things if they they wanted to give you stuff. Um, Oh, hand sanitizer. There it is. There it is. Oh, Joshua Tree? people wouldn't understand the meaning of that on set or wouldn't care for it, but but Steele and I were were patrolling (laughs) because you never know. All about Um, it. All about it. Anything I could um, legally take or morally take. Exactly, yeah. Legally, we should emphasize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I had to um, sanitize on the way home from my work day. That's right. It was very important. Stay safe. Yeah. Harry, the other day, said, oh, when are we going to use that sanitizer? I'm like, not for a long time. <laughs> it will be a germy day in hell. Son? When we crack open this sanitizer. Remember when sanitizer was like limited edition? Well, and, na- and, na- and now it's like sanitizer Hasbro credit cor- collection. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of our Joshua Tree um, and sanitizers. Never ever to be opened or to be touched or anything. And you know, it's so, it's so cool because like, on set, it was interesting to just sort of spot all those little things that they were giving away with the logo on it, and um, yeah, the the masks were really cool. Did you ever get one, the face mask with the with the logo on it? Yeah, someone someone got me one. Oh, someone got you one. Oh yeah, yeah. got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James Hallahan says, "Hot toys sanitizer." Uh, pretty much. Now. Um, we, we are going to get to some news, 
So um, that that's pretty exciting. Um, I, I currently in Google have uh, searched the term Ahsoka religious experience. So that's good sizzle. Let us pray. Let us pray. Um, James Waterman asks, lol, more like reality check table. I'm in a Star Wars again today. Oh my God, I am. Now listen, James, I'm not a fan of checking in anywhere because it's always a drag. You're in a line, you got to fill out a thing or whatever. But those mornings at 5 a.m., I was the happiest little checker in perky and ready to go. Yeah, that was the weird thing about being on set is like the, the, the normal times where you thought like it, like usually getting up at four in the morning would suck, but it was just always exciting. Well, Jackie and I did, um, we've got a lot more to post actually. I've got a lot more of everything to post from, from Kenobi set to celebration, just hours of grade A content, Corey. But um, my work has just been, it's, it's just too busy at the moment. But anyway, what, what were we even talking about? I just um, totally blanked. Like, well, there's a question. No, 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 no. What were we just saying? I, I was in the middle of a thought. Content, content. 4 a.m. It's the 4 a.m. Oh, yes. Yeah. Jackie and I have been doing yeah. these Juklin Strikes Back episodes. So, like, after I get back from set back last year... We'd record a podcast and she'd just like laugh at all the things that just happened to me. Yeah. And um, I, I, I would tell her, I was like, I was just the, the, the happiest. It was the best me possible because I just was, I, I was just, I was just so filled with joy. Yeah. It's really hard to replicate that. I mean, I, I like, it's such a like once in a lifetime opportunity. It's yeah. Um, Brittany Brown is still praying after her Ahsoka religious experience. So that's good. I'm always praying. Um, and nerdy said, want to know, were we on set together or were we separately? We were on set for one day or one and a half days. Yeah. One and a half days. Yeah. For Tatooine. So, for Tatooine, you you shot more than I did there because you did episode one as well. But oh oh no, I was in that one. So but you were in the beginning of that one. So and six had, and six, right? So you had a couple days before and a couple days after. Uh, the Jabim stuff is where so like when Aubrey and I did Jabim, we were all put together in the same group, so we were all on set the whole time. Um, and then when I so that was about like. A, six weeks there and then when i did tatooine it was yeah two days almost two days of steel and i on set which is quite funny it's really it's it's really funny experience because like we were on set together but like during breaks we were you were in like the human tents i guess if you will and then i was oh it's like down there at lucasfilm it's like district nine (laughs) (laughs) once it's cut it's aliens Get in that tent. Yep. Get in there. Yep. Humans down there. Exactly how it was. It was kind of separated, but we would still like walk into each other's tents and stuff. And Yeah. I, I wish, I hope there's a gallery episode and I just want one stupid shot of Steel and I like <laughs> just talking somewhere. That's all I ask. Um, we'll do a couple quick ones and then we'll get to some other stuff. Joshua wants to know, do you hope they make a season two of Kenobi? Yes, of course we do. And we must emphasize Star Wars fans above all else demand continuity. Yes. Continuity. Wedge all the way through the original trilogy, other people in other places, you know, but most importantly, in the background of Tatooine, Jabin. This is a new era and uh, we can really get some really stiff continuity going in Kenobi season two. Oh, it's that, it's that person I recognized from that scene. It's the only way. If they don't... I am immersed. I'm, I'm ready. I'm just, all I have to do is call. I'm right here. 
Uh, what about this one? Nerdy Seb, what do you guys think of Andor? Have you had time to uh, digest further the Andor trailer, Corey? We're not in that one, so. <laughs> it's all right. Um, yeah. I mean, I will watch it for sure. I'm, I'm always excited to see the Star Wars content. Um, yeah, I mean, that's there's. I don't have like the same, I guess, hype that I had for Kenobi, but Kenobi, I mean, it, for obvious reasons, was like a totally different experience for like Steel and I and kind of leading up to that. I think for Andor, it's just, yeah, it's some more Star Wars content. I'm excited. Looks fun. Looks cool. So, I think this will be the last Jedi of really the Disney TV shows. Quality will be su- super high. You have to think while you're watching it. And um, certain people will hate it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. I think I'm more, surprisingly, I'm actually more excited for Bad Batch right now um, than I think any other show. So that'll be, I, I think it's just really seen more of the clones and, and that animation style. I'm kind of ready to. Really? So you, you're more excited over Star Wars animation than a, a, a 12 episode live action TV show? Surprisingly, yeah. You I, idiot. I think it's, it's just because Celebration set up Commander Cody coming back in season two of Bad Batch. So all that stuff, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I feel like that might change is when Andor starts airing, but right now I think just the, the idea of seeing certain clones come back has me more excited than, than Andor. I, I am interested in the twelve episode, like we get three up front, right, and 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 how it plays to the the, the populace is totally different, and um, you know hopefully having that three up front. Um, you know, gives the general public a chance to really get into it. And then, you know, even if they don't watch it on the first day, the first week, they can watch a couple and get hooked and then get the weekly ones and build up some steam. But we obviously watch it different. We watch it the first second it comes up. And starting with three up top, like you're in a marathon, a 12 episode marathon over nine weeks, and you start with a three-hour sprint. Um, and then you've got the following nine weeks. I'm just wondering, you know, compared to the other shows where it was six or eight or whatever, is, like, is the excitement level... It, it's, I feel like it's going to be of a, of a different pace. It, it's going to be more of a, an even vibe. And then hopefully um, the last two episodes blow us away. Yeah. It's, well, I'm interested to see what the length of each episode is going to be. Cause. Oh, d- who cares? It's like 35 to 50 minutes every episode. Just Well, the reason, the reason I say that is just because it's a stretched out season. So I wonder how many, like, I guess general audience members, I have a feeling these are going to be longer episodes. Um, so I wonder if like the three episode premiere is going to be some colossal, you know, um, runtime, or if it's going to be more tame. But yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm. I hope that uh, you know a three week delay is not that bad because you know who knows what they're doing with it. But you get three episodes at once. I do think it's interesting that D twenty three happens right like two weeks now before Andor. So I wonder if it's going to focus on Andor, if we'll get more news out of that. Yeah. I don't think the three weeks is they're going to be like fixing stuff up. 
I, I think it's just a, a streaming strategy with all the other shows that are going on because they've already, people have already seen it. There's, um, there's screeners out there apparently, or like accesses, but apparently reporters of a certain ilk have, uh, have viewed it. Yeah. Um, I think they put out four episodes, a bunch of people have, yeah, already, already watched it. And I, there was one review I thought was pretty funny. Kind of to what you just said, someone said that, uh, it's so, like, it's a show you have to think. So the last line of the review was, I think most Star Wars fans will hate this. <laughs> so, that's a, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still very, intri- I still think, I said this last week, but still in Skarsgård and Star Wars, it's just like, it blows my mind every time. That's like, a, um, that's like when Woody Harrelson just appeared in Solo. It was so, like, crazy. I, I feel wow. like this <laughs> So I, I'm excited to see his character the most, and yeah, I'm 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 hyped. I see Brittany's asking if you're going to D23. Maybe. Yeah, I, I'm. I got tickets ready to go. It's my first D23, so I'm excited to see if there's any any cool announcements or anything like that. Um, I, I asked actually. I'm curious about this because the day before D23 is Disney Plus Day. Oh really? And uh, did you see the tweet from the Star Wars official Twitter account? Oh, wait, I've got to get in the Disney Plus Day mood, Corey. Will you give me a moment? Okay. (laughs) Sorry, ready. Okay. So, Disney Plus Day is happening, I believe, September 8th. I'm excited. September 8th. Star Wars put out a tweet, said... Stay tuned for premieres, reveals, announcements. Now, I think this is line by line, almost the exact same tweet we got last year. So my expectations are very low. I don't think we'll get anything. Like, nothing. I don't think we'll hey, get anything. Hey, so else. exactly the same as last year. Exactly the same. Again, it's like poetry, so if they rhyme. That's a good one. I just don't see... Like, I think... Because it's weird, right? Like, D23 is literally the next day. So, like, D23, I think, is more streamlined for, like, media and all of that because that's where you get shareholders there. and just a, It's huge for that reason. So, like, I don't see why Disney Plus Day would be anything compared to that. I think maybe you'll get animation announcements, but... I don't think anything beyond that, which is fine because a couple days later is D23, so it doesn't really matter this year. Um, I think it's likely that, like, if there's a Kenobi gallery, it might come out that day. That, that ah. would make sense. Um, that'd, be, uh, that'd be a good surprise. Better work, man. Yeah, I, I just need that shot of you and I, and just one shot. Uh, Joshua hopes they live stream D23. I would not hold your breath. Yeah, they usually live stream like the smaller panels, but they never do the big presentations. So, Corey, yeah, as mentioned previously, in Google, this is my Google homepage. I am constantly on the lookout for Ahsoka religious experiences. This is what it opens up. I get an email and I have not received an email for quite a while. But today or in the last week, flooded the inbox with reports of uh, Dave Filoni calling Disney Plus's Ahsoka a religious experience because they've got the uh, the highest whatever ranking on Google. What is it? I don't even know what that's called. Um, S something, something, something. Um, but good on them. The Direct, who uh, do a lot of fun Star Wars stuff, I have to uh, say. Now, um, it's Dave Filoni that's had this Ahsokian religious experience. Let us pray. Praise be the Ahsoka, the Tano. Do you have a tribute for the Tano, Corey? Do I have a tribute? I always have a tribute. But, um, so I've got, um, for this segment, 
to experience the religious experience that Dave Filoni had, let's let's get into the let's get under the hat. Let's let's see what he says sees. Let's feel what he feels. Okay. Um, so, oh, we might have to move your camera around for a little bit here, Corey. There we go. Corey, you've got to move. But there, there you are. There you are. There you go. Um, do you know what I love about these articles is when they just cut and paste just random information to get more. Like yeah. to, so, so you look at more ads or whatever. But anyway, um, Nathan Johnson reports. Dan-da-dan-da-dan. Uh, um, no footage has been publicly released as of now. No official footage of Ahsoka has been publicly released as of now. Oh, okay, it was shown to attendees. Okay, okay, okay. Um, this is great podcasting. Dawson recently commented on what it was like playing such an important person in the galaxy far, far away, saying that fans will get to better understand the character. Oh, man. Get, where's the thing? That is not a, like, that is, that is like, like, that's great. But imagine if you didn't, imagine if you didn't understand the character anymore. It'd be, it'd be like several episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. Really. I was about to say, it's not like we just did that a couple months ago. So anyway, here we go. Religious experience. Uh, in an interview at the Chicago Comic Con and Entertainment Expo, Via Laughing Place, Ahsoka star Rosario Dawson revealed that Dave Filoni had actually watched an episode of the upcoming show and commented on how it was a religious experience. The lead actress actress mentioned that the episode was already edited together and also stated it had an emotional impact on Filoni and producer Carrie Beck. He came up to her glossy-eyed, and said to me it was a religious experience. What do you make of these words, Corey? Well, the first thing I thought of was I, I, I would certainly hope it would be. Um, I think, obviously, when you take a character like Ahsoka that Dave's clearly very attached to that he's worked on for, you know, 20 years and, and does a live-action version, like, that's just off the bat is emotional, I would assume. But I, I'm more curious of, you know, what the content of the first episode has in it, because I would assume it has to hit quite a few beats to get Dave Filoni there. You know what it's got in it? Yeah, tell me. Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. What else could have, like, what else yeah, in I the agree. in the first episode could induce... This religious experience. Now, yeah. Robbo, ever the um, the last bastion of uh, positivity, uh, says, if I ever describe something I created as a religious experience, one of you needs to punch me until I recant. Okay, he did say anything I created as a religious experience because, like, it does sound kind of goofy, but um, I was thinking about it because initially you're just like, oh, that's... You know, chill out, bro. But then I remember. I remember, Corey, that um, Star Wars has given me things like that before, as yeah. goofily as it um, as it is. Yeah, you have to imagine that, like, it's one thing, you know, Dave's both a fan and a creator, so to be creating Ahsoka's character for all these years and then having a live action series I, I, I do agree with what you said like having Anakin and Ahsoka scene with the two of them in live action I think would be even if even if it's a scene with Ahsoka and Captain Rex even like those are two key characters that he created and putting them on screen together I think would be a religious experience if you will um, yeah, come no, I, on I, I'm, yeah, if it's Captain Rex you're, you're barely getting a cult together I think I think if you had, it's got to be Anakin. If you're forming a a, a, a bona fide tax exempt religion, I, I think it's all of them. I think it has all of them in it. I mean, you put all the Clone Wars characters in there. I don't know if you saw Katie Sackoff this weekend. Also said that um, somebody asked her if she was in Ahsoka, and 
the only thing she said was that she really likes Rosario and wouldn't answer beyond that. So put Bo-Katan in there, perhaps. Yeah, no, I think... Um, I don't know. I, I, I have a, a strong feeling that Ahsoka is going to deliver. Um, I really hope so. Because, you know, yeah. I mean, I think even for you and I, when we were on the set of Kenobi, you could call that a religious experience. So, yeah. It did feel like heaven. It did. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. Um, so I, I would assume making it, and making the content, and then sitting down and seeing the first episode cut together... Uh, would be insane because yeah I just I, that's kind of how it was when when I watched the the fifth episode of Kenobi and even the first episode of Kenobi when when I saw Steel and seen us and then it's just weird it's a crazy experience but then imagine creating that yeah, yeah I, I I didn't have it like that I bet but like Luke coming back at the end of the Mandalorian yeah. was was a a visceral physical like like excitement that I had I I I don't think I've ever felt like that before. Maybe watching like like the Force Awakens trailers and stuff, mm-hmm. but it was just and just it was it was like you know I predicted it, but it was sort of jokingly. Yeah, and um. Yeah, so definitely, um, you know. Do you think Filoni came out of the screening room and was just... Uh, this is why we do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What's happening over um, the Oscar Isaac, Corey? Yeah. He's flipped. Yes. Never... I feel like a year ago, that was a, this was a very different interview that was released compared to, yeah, today's. Variety reports Oscar Isaac's Star Wars burnout is going away. So I'm open for more Poe Dameron. Um, which he said it during uh, Sirius FM, XM. Um, it, it, he's open to a good story. If they do it right, if they do it right, Corey. Is, was and, that exactly and, what he said, if they do it right? No, he says he's oh. open to any good story. If they do it right, yeah. um, if they have the right amount of zeros on that check, we will get him in. But, um, yeah, good. Like, it's... What's his name? Um, I'm blanking. Ben Solo, very famous. Adam Driver. Um, he's he'd be the most surprising one. He's the one where I'm like, maybe he won't come back. Everyone else, you're coming back, buddy. Yeah, I, I think Adam Driver too. I, yeah, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. I'm, I'm actually surprised that we don't have any um, like official news on any of that yet. I think uh, I don't know if maybe they're waiting till after the the Mandoverse kind of starts to finish and it's on its way out. People start doing stuff like that in the sequel trilogy era. Yeah, I I I think I don't think it's strategy like that. I just think like the film side of things is just. No, it's a mess, yeah. I do think that uh, Oscar Isaac would have been in, in Rogue Squadron. So I think that's where you would have seen him again. This is the thing. It's on, it's off. Yeah. She's making this, she's making that. Is it happening right now? I don't know. But give me this. Just tell me the era it was going to be in. Because that is very interesting to me. If it's past episode nine, I'm... It's staggering to me. Like it is, but but I just want to know either way. Yeah, I think um, I think the the X wing that, but I, I don't think it's, there's any relevance. But I, the X wing that um, Patty Jenkins gets in is a Resistance X wing. 
but I, I don't think that means anything. I think it's just an X-wing they had on set, and she walked into it. Or, yeah, because it's a, it's a, it's a practical X-wing. Yeah. 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 So I don't think they made it for it. No, let me see. Um, I don't know, man. Like, so supposedly at D23, we're going to get movie announcements, but I just, I'm to the point where it's just kind of funny because like, I won't buy any of it. <laughs> like, that's cool. Announce it, but we won't see any of it. I, I really don't think we will. Um, I see. I'm the other way. I'm like, we won't see any announcements. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Or we might see, yeah, no announcements. That's possible too. Uh, uh, uh- yeah, I'm big on the no announcements. I think we might hear stuff about Taika's movie, but I still think it's going to be super ambiguous and just nothing there to really pick up on at all. Um, it's funny because uh, Disney just released their release calendars again, and Rogue Squadron is still on the calendar. It's like it was taken off and it's put back on. But there, like, there's no chance at all this movie comes out next december there's no chance it's done hey um do you know the answer to this news item star wars finally reveals the unseen consequences of the original trilogy's biggest twist okay is it the meat i'm still on that all right let's i've got to check this out den of geek um, I hate these so much pretext. Um, the last few minutes of Empire Strikes Back begin to unpack how this revelation. Okay, oh, okay. The biggest reveal is Darth Vader reveals the truth. Dun dun dun. But Luke isn't the only character who needs to cope with all this amid the final battle with the Empire. Once Leia learns she's Luke's twin sister and therefore Vader's daughter, she also is forced to carry the burden of the tragic Skywalker family history. All her life, she embraced Bail Organa and Bria Organa as her parents. Dun, 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 dun. So that is the book. The Princess and the Scoundrel will go into this. Now, um, this is another topic that's been in in my mind, Corey. The Mm. Princess of the Scoundrel takes place, like all great new media, on the Heiliken Star Cruiser shippy ship. Um, I saw there's a comic book on there this month, and um, the Lego characters go for a vacay on that. Did you you watch the... um, Oh, so, so we... Is is that of interest to you, or you're just like that's just some '80s bullshit? I well, I mean, I, I watched the Lego special. Uh, no, no, I just mean that book and that storyline. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, doesn't really. I forgot that it was even the same. What if it was Padme and Anakin going on a honeymoon on the Hylican or whatever it's called? No. 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 No honeymoon books. No, I'm good. Sorry, I like. I don't know. I'm I'm at the place with the with Star Wars books where I don't really read them just because I I know everyone's gonna hate me for saying this, but like I, I like if it's not on screen, I don't know how much to take away from from the novels and stuff. So I don't really. When they reset, right? Yeah. I was like, because you know the EU had just like. It just it drifted off into characters I didn't really know and stuff. So, whatever. Yeah. And then sometimes if there was like a one-off book, you know, like I think Tarkin was one that was in the old EU. Maybe it's said it in the old or whatever. But I'd read them. One where you didn't have to read any other books. I'd yeah. be like, oh, okay, I'll check that out. Yeah. And um, so they reset it all. And I'm like, bang, I'm all in. I'm reading them all. And... Once it just started not matching up, like even, is it the last, yeah, the last Jedi at the end, Poe meets Rey, but in the Force Awakens book, and and that, I was sort of just like, ah. And, and that began my steep descent of interest uh, draining. 
and 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 now that like you know I've I've got to talk to King Tom about this this other one the um Shadow of the Sith or whatever where it's sort of like oh it explains the the rise of Skywalker or whatever I'm just like I didn't want an explanation I'm just like ready to like it's it it it's it's almost like very dramatically it's like I, I don't I don't need you to explain why you cheated on me I just I don't want to talk yeah. about it like let's just try move on or whatever whatever the metaphor might be yeah but um what, like once it got broke and it was sort yeah. of like they would like even and it got worse with um you know like Poe's backstory and the the rise of Skywalker and stuff um. Yeah, it's sort of like after that, I'm just like, well, I'm busy, and and it's not all like you know the the whole thing. Even like the aftermath trilogy, which by the end, like I thought each book got better and better, especially as you sort of got to know the characters and stuff. But like nothing in that at the end with like the Emperor's like base or Snoke's base or whatever it was, Snoke's base. Um, it, it never really clicked at all or there was no, like, there was no reward except like this goose chase that this character was Snoke and it wasn't, which yeah. some people, some people, <laughs> they just dipped out after that. Yeah. They were just like, dude, Gallius Rex, that was his name. Yeah, that's right. I but that. I, I enjoyed the books, but then, um, you know, it was a bit of a bummer that it didn't have, you know, some little, like, ingrained thing. But it was more, like, and, and I was still in, but then once they sort of, like, contradicted, I was like, ah, you're killing me. Well, so Aubrey reads all the Star Wars books, so she'll, you know, tell me a lot, and she seems to really enjoy them. Um, I, yeah, I... I've read, uh, I've tried getting into the High Republic, but I haven't um, gotten too far. And then I think, I can't remember what the last canon book I read was. Maybe Dark Disciple, honestly, that was a long time ago. I, I, I read a lot of the Expanded Universe ones, though. So they got like Kenobi, it's really good. Um, or like the Darth Bane trilogy, all the Old Republic stuff, but... Yeah, I guess I'm just not as interested in anything that connects the sequel trilogy because I, I agree with what you said. It's like, I know a lot of people say that like Shadow of the Sith enhances the Rise of Skywalker and, and, and whatnot, but like, it, it will not enhance it for me. Like, I, I'll read it and I'm sure it'll be fun, but I don't think it would enhance the experience. I, I am interested. Like, I just want King Tom to tell me. Like, yeah, but I don't want to read it. And, 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 I, the thought of like the Mandalorian, you know, drifting into sequel trilogy themes with like cloning and Snokes and stuff. I'm more open to that because I just have to sit there and watch it. You yeah. put, you're, you're putting in a lot of effort and like, I don't know, a book like it's not, uh, yeah, a book for me is not the place to... I, I want it explained in live action again. Like, if you want to, like, sort of, fi- you know, fix it or whatever or do some moulding, you've got to do it. In this day and age, a book doesn't cut it, Corey. Well, also, I think especially when it's really important stuff, I think th- that's what I liked about um, some of the, like, the classic books that would fill in gaps is a lot of the very important stuff was always on screen and the side stuff was in the books, which was still fun and exciting, but like, you know, explaining how Palpatine survived and all that, that's, that's movie stuff, man. That's on screen stuff. That's not, that, that catalyst book, that rogue one catalyst book was the gold standard. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it was, I do, I did read that one and it was a, it was a setup for rogue one and it doesn't hinder anything or, yeah, stuff like that is what's really, really cool. So I know my brother... It adds to it, because when you see Galen's wife go up against Krennic at the start, yeah, you, like, know now they've got this, like, deep history. Right. Yep. Stuff like that is really... Like, stuff like that, exactly. That's perfect. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah. I think, uh, like, Ray's parents and all that. 
again, stuff that should have been explained more in the films themselves. So, um, but that, that is what it is. Did you know in the comics, Corey, mm-hmm. whilst we're enjoying the antics on the big screen of the our gang in Empire Strikes Back okay. and Return of the Jedi, Kira from Solo <laughs> yeah. is tussling with the Emperor. Were you aware of this? As it all goes down. No. In Marvel 1, Star Wars, Hidden Empire. Really? Okay. Star Wars, Hidden Empire, five-issue miniseries starting in November, will be the third and final installment in writer Charles Soule's unofficial Queer Kira trilogy. Uh, StarWars.com can reveal. Scoop! Um... <laughs> <laughs> um it will find Kira and the Emperor on a collision course. Okay. But I... It sounds like a Robert Rodriguez idea. It's like, I had these two <laughs> figures in the backyard and... Um, what, a, what, a, what a wacky pairing. They're, they're the original odd couple. Um... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What? So what? Wait, wait! I've got to read this. Um, this is my hidden empire. She defiantly declares in Crimson Rain number five, in a tease of what's to come. Choke on it. That <laughs> says choke on it. Oh, chomp on that. Um, she emerges from Charles Soul, who um, I am a fan of. She emerged from years of hiding with an elaborate, incredible plan to bring down the Sith, and Hidden Empire is the end game. It brings in players from all over the Star Wars universe, from Darth Vader to Dr. Aphra to the Knights of Ren. Jeez, and I think it will be really satisfying, but tragic. Uh, as I had a character say in the very first issue of Crimson Rain, Kira's story is a tragedy, but in a good way. That just seems... Oh, you've got to check out this image. This is Kira. Like, what? This is the bizarre... This is like the image you just never thought Star Wars would provide you with, Corey. Kira, head-to-head with the Force Lightning... Right. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Interesting. So is that what this is solo too? <laughs> Basically. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so odd. It's it's a, it's a strange pairing. I mean it's- like yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's, it's like that. it's like what would be like if um, Captain Typho went up against Darth Vader? Like, right? Get smoked. What is she deflecting it with? Um, just a a pair of swords of some description. Got it. Yeah, I mean. I, yeah, obviously, I guess Maul trained her, right? So she's not force sensitive, is she? Or is she? I don't know. I'm, I don't read the comics. So is Akira force sensitive? And that's a new. Not as know. far. Not as far as I know. We've. I. 
Yeah. Not as far as I know. Um, so is this, if Kira dies, is that it? Like, is there no, there's, there's no chance of, cause I always thought it'd be fascinating to see like a Kira show with Maul and all that. But I feel like this comic almost kind of like destroys that a bit. I hope not because it, what benefit does it serve? Like, you, you, like you assume people reading the comic with Kira in it are fans of Kira. Right. So just for no reason at the end, um, to say, oh, she's dead. Like, it, it's just like, I don't know. It, it's just such a, like, yeah. like it, it's, um, Steel looks so pained. Thank you, Aubrey. Um, yeah, it just seems like like such a vibe check. Because it's like, oh, yeah, Kira, it's, it's the third one. Dead. <laughs> well, I guess if, if Charles Sell says it's a, uh, a good tragedy, I don't know. You would think that Palpatine would, I don't know. I, I tapped out of the comics when I saw Luke fighting Vader too many times, but that was kind of... Oh, you mean in the first issue they ever what did? The first issue? Yeah. Yeah. The first issue almost 10 years ago. I, I remember, uh, yeah. I got to sell those comics. Um, Do you have them? Yeah, like all the first ones of the new Marvel ones. I was like all about it. Loved yeah. it. And then it was just like, uh-huh. Those are worth some, some, some money right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, really? If you have any of the the other issues they released of, of like the side stories too, I know like the Kanan one was pretty popular and yeah, they're they're kind of expensive now. It's kind of crazy that that was almost ten years ago though. I'm very um very excited about this uh, worth a lot of money vibe. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, all the all the number ones from from like the, the original Marvel run from almost ten years ago. Yeah, those are through the roof. I know the the Kanan comic set goes like a grand or something. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Which ones did you, when did you stop collecting them? Oh, like five years ago or something. Oh, after this, we'll have to we'll have to speak. So I can inform you. This is why we do it. <laughs> it's not, but um, oh, it's good. Yes. Um, James Waterman states, Han Solo somehow managed to date both Darth Vader's daughter and a woman that got zapped by the Emperor's lightning. It's an interesting brag at the bar, well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That, like... I'm a Kira fan, but it's just not someone, you know, the, the emperor, emperor shouldn't be like, like I, yeah. You know what we should do? I will legitimately, I'll read all the Marvel Star Wars comics. I'll read all of them of the, of the run and I'll come back and I'll explain to you what, what I found. I feel like that, that might be. It might be necessary. Um, what about this this one, Corey? Is this of interest to you? Disney Star Wars has completely retconned one Revenge of the Sith line. Is that of interest to you? Do you want to know the answer to that? Let's, let's, sure. Screen rant. Ah, screw! Um, I always marvel at um, websites and stuff, and this one is very successful. Um, but their branding of the site or the podcast involves them already being upset about the stuff they're going to talk about on the podcast. Like the angry boys comic news. And like, it, it, it's just like, why are you, like, why are you branding that you're already upset about it? Like, yeah, this is when you know there's like no Star Wars news out right now. <laughs> this is what we're going off of today. 
Okay, Disney Star Wars has completely retconned one Revenge of the Sith line. Um, but apparently this time nobody minds, Corey. Um, all right, where is this line? Okay, wait. As powerful as Palpatine may have been, there was one Jedi he doesn't seem to have wanted to meet after he'd been outed as a Sith, Master Yoda. The Sith Lord initially claimed to be delighted at the chance to battle the aged Jedi Master, but it's notable that the duel between Palpatine and Yoda began with Darth Sidious attempting to flee rather than to resort to lightsaber contact. combat. He doesn't seem confident that he would win. You will not stop me, he hissed, and then explained what he meant. Darth Vader will become more powerful than either of us. The dialogue clearly implied that as powerful as Palpatine considered himself to be, he thought Anakin Skywalker would be even greater. It suggests that Palpatine was acting in accordance with the rule of two. Okay. Is it ironic then, Corey, that Disney's Star Wars has essentially ignored one of this one line of dialogue? Darth Sidious' motives have been rewritten with Palpatine recast as a Sith heteric is that how you say that word? Anyway, heretic, who would go to any lengths to conquer death. According to Disney-era canon, Palpatine considered himself to be the personal culmination of the Sith, the fulfillment of everything they had sought to achieve, and then he saw no reason to plan on passing the Empire. Um... Um... Alright, it is a very slow week in Star Wars news. What (laughs) the hell... Um, all right. <laughs> so when does Andor come out? Is that like, uh, <laughs> is that five weeks from now? It was, I, I think two weeks ago, it was four weeks to go. Yeah. But good. now two weeks later, it's six weeks to go. I don't It's very confusing, this yeah. time travel. Um, Okay, well, yeah, you know, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to go off with that one. Here, Brandon, it's got there a question go. at the end. Do you guys think we'll get any Star Wars news? Oh, this is not the question to do. Any Star Wars news or trailers on Disney Plus Day? I remember we got absolutely nothing last year, pretty much. Hoping there's news this time. Brandon, Brandon, read what you wrote. I remember we got absolutely nothing last year, pretty much. Hoping there's news this time. Brandon. Get your vibe check ready, buddy. Yeah, I think we're, we're in for another round of no news on, on Disney Plus Day. Which, again, I think it would be even funnier if like there was no news on Disney Plus Day and then there was no news at D23. Like, it's just... Did you like the film Groundhog Day? Yeah. Imagine if your Groundhog Day was Disney Plus Day. They oh. should remake it for Disney Plus and every day. It's it's Disney Plus Day. Yeah, I can't wait to see Tales of the Jedi and Bad Batch. Like I Joshua asked, I just, I can't wait. I think that's that's what I'm most excited about this year still. Seeing those two. When are they coming out? I, I, I just don't... Maybe we'll find out on Disney Plus Day. Oh, we'll have to. You would think. They'd have to. That, that, that could just be the bare minimum. Nothing more exciting than a date. That's right. In a time period where time rarely matters. Did um, you get, uh, the yeah. Star Wars account released the entire release schedule for Andor? Yes. Yeah. Which is just like... You added seven days to each of the dates. Right. <laughs> Big day at the office. <laughs> that's that's how little Star Wars news there is. That at, at the Lucasfilm Disney graphics room, they're just like, oh, I'll, I'll make a calendar. Um, any, anyone got a calculator? I've got to do some plus sevens. What happened to a droid story? 
It's um. Is that what happened? Like- they're gonna release it as a um, animated short at the beginning of the first part of the Ryan Johnson trilogy. That's right. Do you know what I saw yesterday? Okay, they they this, Marvel put out these little shorts called "I Am Groot." Oh, we started watching them. Yes, so good. They should do Grogu ones, dude. They've got this Lego. They they just released a new Lego Grogu, but it's always just one. Like they might release four little shorts, and they're only like a minute and a half. I've seen the Lego ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really cute. But they only do one for Grogu and. Disney, trust me, the the new fan that you want to get out of the cradle, they expect everything they want to be there for them on the screen now. So I have to explain, for some unbeknownst crazy reason, there is only 90 seconds out of all the things that are on YouTube. There is only 90 seconds of this, in your mind, the best thing ever. He thinks I'm lying. And I'm like, dude... I'd want to watch him as well. Um, yeah, I would. I would love. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. I feel like doing a Grogu thing. Like I am Groot. He's so perfect. Yeah, I could go for it. Just little side adventures. I tell you what would be cool, Corey. How these people don't send me a check every week, really? And I don't mean some little shill check. I mean some fat marketing bucks. Yeah. Live action Grogu shorts that take place in episodes of The Mandalorian. This side little thing that happened on this planet with that background. Uh, That would be great. That would be ideal i think because then you don't have to do that in the mandalorian and you can just do do all that cute stuff on shorts imagine another five to ten minutes of grogu eating that poor fish lady's eggs yeah (laughs) wouldn't that be something brandon sorum here in the chat is just like a an, an internet algorithm he comments, live action Boss Nass series would be dope. It, that just seems like it came Whoa. out of a, a character generator. <laughs> that is, I don't think I've ever seen anyone say that before. A live action Boss Nass. Oh, it's, it's, it's some algorithm. <laughs> it's, these programmers are very proud. Yeah. That would be, it probably, honestly, it would be better than Book of Boba, so... I imagine a live action Gungan show. That that would be just proof that um I have never thought about this before. Mm-hmm. Wait there. I just gotta look something up. This is big, Corey. This is real big. Two thousand nine. I'm gonna make the the chat that hates us for books happy. Yeah. Corey, where have you gone? I'm about to drop this info on you. We need to get some CGI people in, right? Some fan CGIers. Let's make 2000, 2009's Avatar okay. into a Gungan prequel. <laughs> you just want to overhaul the whole thing. Imagine if James Cameron, Jim Cameron, they call him around here in Hollywood, went to his old mate, George Lucas, and said, Hey, give me this license. I got this idea. Gungan prequel. Amazing effects, 3D goggles, the whole schmoz, George. Sign it over. See Captain Tarples fall in love with Sigourney Weaver. What do you reckon? 
Why not? It would be quite the uh, the overhaul there. <laughs> you could do the same thing. Yeah. And imagine it made a billion dollars. What would you call it? The Avatar name did work pretty well. Um, <laughs> well, I don't want to change too much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't want to change too much. Dude, there's wow. been worse names of Star Wars films. Oh my gosh, that's really funny. Remember, 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 we waited a year to, to hear the marketing genius of Solo. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I I did buy a, a Star Wars book recently. Excellent. I got, I got this one. Brotherhood. Yeah, I got this one. Um, I had a glowing review. <laughs> I, so this was I was like finally invested, and I, I went out to to dinner with with our good friend Dominic Jones during San Diego Comic Con, and Dominic. Ah, yeah. Yeah, catching up with your mates at San Diego Comic Con, all happy. Not a single. Oh, here's a photo of us missing steel. Oh, that's a nice text to never get. <laughs> I'll have everyone know that we talked about steel quite a bit and how much we missed steel. But we sh- we did we should have survived. So check. <laughs> uh, we'll send you one for D twenty three. There you go. Um, Dom said this was he was not a fan of this, so. So is that that's why you got it. So that, well, I had it before, so now I have not read it. But Aubrey says it's good, so I don't know. I'm conflicted. I'll read it eventually. I'll make the one person in the chat, Jacob, who who's very upset that we're not reading books, happy by reading by reading this. It's very long. Jacob says Jajata, the way of water. I would love it. Avatar, Misa Aqua. Um, wait, so Don liked it or didn't like it? Didn't like it. But Aubrey likes it. Okay, yeah, got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, all right, Corey. I reckon that's about an hour of... of killer? Killer action there. Um, didn't get much time left to um, talk about meat. I'd, I'd like to thank Corey, everyone in the chat. Um, and, um, I'd also like to give a shout out to the belief system, the religious belief system of one David Filoni. So thanks, Dave. Thanks for sharing. Um, it is, uh, it's very nice. You know, we all believe in, uh, different things and, uh, we accept each other for those things. Don't you think, Corey? I agree. Excellent. Um, you got anything to say? You doing any convoy calls soon or just chilling? Um, probably around. You got, you got, you got any big tweets coming up, Corey? Any tweets? I'm all tweeted out. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably have, uh, some, some videos that, uh, you know what we did in your honor, in fact, when you were brought up during this is, is Dom and I and Aubrey recorded a Hot Toys Sideshow booth tour. Ah! I've not put that out yet. Um. But it's love we'll a, we'll a booth tour. Yeah, we'll probably put that out at some point. I have to edit it still. And then, um, yeah, we'll do probably like a D23 thing um, when, when that comes. And then when Andor starts up, I'm sure we'll do we'll do something. Some bad batch. And- do something. Um, make sure you're liking and subscribing and all that good stuff. I've got a... Um, I'm actually tonight going to do a, a, a podcast with Robbo for the main feed and um and and he's gonna interview me apparently okay and 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 get all the kenobi goss and stories and other stuff that we haven't talked about so um i'm looking forward to that yeah uh so that's about it thanks everyone it has been a uh a, a tremendous time but um i feel like it's gone on long enough so corey May that force. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Be with you. Sunday, Monday, Corey days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Corey days. Corey day. What a day for YouTube. This content is out. Scoop along with me those Corey days. Speaking of religious experiences, Corey, I, I would find it a religious experience if Star Wars merchandise came out at the same time as the show. But thus God does not have mercy. An unkind God. <laughs> 